Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mr. Speaker Speaks. You know, it's the podcast that informs, challenges, and inspires. It's real talk from real people about real things. And it's the show where the guests actually get to speak. And today I have a wonderful guest, and we're going to talk about her book today, It's My DNA duplicate not accepted and we're going to be talking with miss keisha connors on today miss keisha connors on today and so like always here on mr speaker speaks we go before the lord in prayer heavenly father i truly thank you for this day another time to come with another guest to share with my listening audience so that they can learn something to help improve their lives now god i just ask that your presence be here to lead and to guide this discussion let it be beneficial let it be filled with your anointing and your spirit and now father i ask that your hand be upon my guest keisha today to keep her safe, keep her heart, her mind, and her soul, and all that she does so that she can continue to do what you've called her to do, to use her God-given gifts and talents for the betterment of the kingdom of God. And we will give you all the praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Our inspirational passage of scripture comes today from the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29 and 11, and it reads, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Just want to let you all know today that today's show is brought to you in part from my friend Kia Graham over at Sirius Web Solutions. Your success is our success. If you need website development, low-cost web hosting, and much, much more, give her a call at 850-597-1707. That's 850-597-1707. That's Sirius Web Solutions. On the web at SiriusWebSolutions.com. And Sirius is spelled S-I-R-I-U-S. SiriusWebSolutions.com. Also, for uh, my men listening to the podcast, if you need a great cut, oh, you got to go by and see my man Dante over at Blades Barbershop here in Tallahassee at 2202 Lake Bradford Road, Suite A. When you go to Blades, let them know Mr. Speaker sent you. And when you call Kia Graham of Serious Web Solutions, let her know that you heard about it right here on Mr. Speaker Speaks. My guest today is the one and only Keisha Conyers. She is an author, educator, entrepreneur, and visionary leader who was born in Georgia. She is the founder of Keeman Consulting LLC. She is also in partnership as an application analyst in the healthcare industry. And she has over 15 years of experience in the industry and she's known for creating and leading new initiatives for introducing the latest technology in any environment. As a respected educator and leader for her generation, she is passionate about teaching and developing future creatives. She has taught and mentored students of all ages. She obtained her bachelor degree, um, BS, uh, bachelor of science degree in information technology from Florida State University. She also has a master in business administration and management 
of Information Systems. And today, we're here to talk with Keisha about her book, It's My DNA, Duplicate Not Accepted. Keisha, welcome to Mr. Speaker Speaks. How you doing? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is truly a pleasure, truly a pleasure to have uh, great guests and great authors. And I'm going to start this off, you know, with a little, little light humor here. You from Georgia, you from the South. I'm from the South. I'm, I'm from way down South in Fort Lauderdale, you know, Pompano Beach. And, you know, in the South, we drink sweet tea, iced yeah. tea. So now I'm going to ask you, when you order tea do you like it sweet or unsweet most definitely have to go with the sweet it's the southern <laughs> way the i just had way. to i had to test you out because i run people you know i i went up north and i ordered tea and it was like oh we don't have sweet tea i'm like what's wrong with you all it has <laughs> to be uh sweet tea so what made you want to be an author I think I had to make sure that I was able to impact. There were people who I was not able to reach. So I figured, let me put it on paper so that I can get it to people who I do not have access to on a daily basis. So your book, and I went through it, and it's it's an excellent book. And I'm going to start off with a, one question for you. <laughs> who is Keisha? Who are you at the core? What defines you? What makes you tick? What makes you go? Who is Keisha? Keisha is a person who is not limited to a box. If you are thinking of a person, you meet me and you're looking for something that's not ordered, uh, extraordinary. I'm the person that thinks outside of the box. I'm the person that is creative. I take the things that are unusual and I make it work. I make it uh stick out to someone who's who's looking and who's watching. Give me an example of taking the unusual and making it stick out. Give me an example. <laughs> I am a person I like to take things that are that are outside of the normal means of everyday living. Um, I have been a person creating things that no one else has been able to duplicate, as my book says, being able to uh, not be limited to rules to in a, in a way to where you can be creative and not be limited to how, how you see things in life. Hmm. Can you share with us an example of a time you did that so we get an idea of what that really looks like, something tangible? What, what have you done recently or lately um, to demonstrate that? One of the biggest projects or accomplishments that I tend to go back to, I was a person who created a GED program for a community that did not have the tools. And a lot of the times when we don't have resources available, you go out and you find those resources and it impacts those who have desires to learn more or to be to better themselves. And just being able to create that in an environment that did not have the resources, in an environment that wasn't looking for those resources and made it available to those who needed it. Wow. Was that an online course? I know you're in, in technology, or did you design the curriculum for face-to-face -face instruction? I actually was the one that set up the technology for them to be able to have those courses so that they could do it online. There was a partnership with TCC 
So um, they picked that up and they provided the courses online and I provided the technology to make it possible for it. So what brought you from Georgia to the state of Florida? It was school. I love Georgia. It's, Georgia is different. Uh, Florida, it's the heat, the beaches, but there's no place like home. <laughs> what What do you love about Georgia? The southern, the the southern um, hospitality. You know, we don't meet strangers. We talk to whoever we come in contact with. Um, it's family. When you come to Florida, it's just a different vibe. It's a different environment. Tell me about a time in your childhood that inspired you to become who you are today? I would most definitely have to say the women that raised me, my mom and two other aunts, we were always together, either we rotated between their houses. If it wasn't at mom's house, we, my cousins and I, we would go to our aunt's house and I would say they had the biggest impact on my life. We actually lost them both last year. So it was very traumatic for me. One died of COVID and another uh, complications due to COVID. And another one had uh, dialysis issues with that. So um, just seeing the impact that they left, the legacy that they left, and for them to know that I've accomplished things because of their love, because of their nurturing, I would have to say it would be those that raised me. The title of your book, It's My DNA, Duplicate Not Accepted. How did you come up with that title and what is that all about, that title? That was actually birthed through prayer. I had been in a place in my life where I was seeking God. Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? And he took me to that scripture in Genesis, I believe uh, 11th verse. It talks about a, a seed being in itself. And he began to reveal to me everything that you need to be who I have called you to be is inside of you. So it was one thing that the word was duplicate, not accepted. Um, there's nothing that you have in you that can be duplicated. Only you can accomplish this thing and only you are destined to do it. So know that you are special. Know that you are unique and that the things that I've assigned for you to do are only for you to accomplish. And I see you dedicated this book um, to your uh, pastor um, in memory of him. What impact did he have on your life? He was actually the one that led me to the Lord. I got saved under him. I uh, received my official ministerial training up under him as well. And just to be able to be up under his teaching and nurturing. And he was really big on faith. If it had not been for him teaching me about faith, believing in myself, and we know that scripture over in Hebrews, now faith is the substance of things. So just being able to uh, instill those principles and qualities in me has uh, made such a huge impact on who I am today. Talk about faith. What was the biggest or what has been the biggest faith challenge that you've had to this day? Because I often say a faith not tested cannot be trusted. And when was your faith really tested? I would have to say, I believe in chapter three of my book, I talk about process. And so yeah. many times we go through things and it does not look like what we expect it to be. So being able to have faith and knowing that things that I cannot see is, is temporal. 
and that the things that uh, God has for me, even though we can't see it, it's still a process in the making. In your book, five chapters, Who Am I? Unbecome, The Process, Dormancy, and Embrace Yourself. When I look at chapter one, Who Am I? It goes back to something that I always talk about and what I deal with people about is purpose. And how important is purpose in this world? And what do you expect people to come away with from chapter one? Who am I? The biggest lesson from chapter one that I wanted to get across was people will not see you until they see your gift. So unless you know who you are, unless you're fulfilling your purpose, no one will ever see you. I think a lot of the times when we have people around us and we get frustrated because we feel used and we feel abused or we feel empty and not appreciated, it's because it's the gift that they want. It's the gift that they need. So until you know who you are, until you realize your purpose in life, why you're doing the things that you're doing, you're going to always perceive things to be what they're not to be in your eyes. Based on your experience, what is it that keeps most people from realizing their purpose in life? I think for me, it was fear. A lot of the times we have these visions, we have these thoughts, but fear comes in because of something someone said, because we're afraid to step out and take that leap of faith and, and just believing that we can accomplish that thing. I think once we're able to overcome the fear or just overcome our mind and our thoughts that we can't do something, as long as you think you can't do it, then you can't. But it's when you start believing and saying, I can do it, I know that I can you know, do this thing and, and it come out well, I think once we begin to overcome that fear, we'll be able to walk fully in purpose whole wholeheartedly walk in our purpose when you decided to write this book to go ahead and put pen to paper was there any fear and if so how did you overcome it oh absolutely if i'm honest it took me five years to really write this on paper not because i didn't have the story um it was most definitely still being written uh chapter three was just a couple of years ago um, I had a friend who was my accountability partner and they really pushed me and encouraged me. You got to get your story out. There's someone out there that needs you. There's someone out there waiting for you that only you can impact. And unless you tell your story, you're going to forever hold them captive until you get your thoughts and get your message out that, that can free them. Wow. So what I'm hearing in that is that by you withholding or delaying the publication of this, you were hindering other people's success in life. Yes, We're, we are assigned to someone. We are the answer to some problem. And unless you release your answer, someone is still going to be forever stuck in that problem where it's personal, whether it's just decisions, you're the answer. So we have to be able to provide that so that others can be free. What did your family think about you writing a book? Or did you keep it undercover until it was published? I did. I kept it a secret. They had no idea. They were surprised. They were happy. They were shocked. But they were most definitely supportive. And uh, they were right there by my side. Who was the most influential person outside of family? You know, like you go to school, your best friend. Who was the most influential person in your life growing up? Wow. Growing up? 
I would have to say my aunt. I was always she. What I call her, my aunt. You know, in Georgia, we we call everybody. Yeah, about a cousin. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my cousin. She, she wasn't. She wasn't my my blood relative, but she was that that aunt in the community that raised everybody. She was the um person that took care of everybody's kids. So you know, you call her aunt, and she was that person that was just you can do it. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't. Um, even if you messed up, there was still love. Even though you did wrong, they corrected you. But the love was just always there. Had it not been for that covering, um, letting you know, yeah, you make mistakes, but don't let that be the end of you. Wow, that is a powerful, powerful statement. In writing this book, you had to overcome fear. What was another challenge that you had to face um, that you can give some advice to someone now that's in the process or thinking about writing a book? Most definitely had to overcome my thoughts. Um, I think I, I covered this in the book, uh, cognitive distortions. We are so busy telling ourselves what we can't do that we have yet to say or to even uh, move forward with what we can do. As long as you keep telling yourself, I can't, as long as you keep uh beating down on yourself. And I, I did that a lot. I am my worst critic. So many times if it's not perfect, we don't want to put it out or we want to wait until it gets to a certain level. But the mistakes are actually what pushes you to know how to move forward. Without the mistakes, we would never be able to uh, find out what we can do right. The mistakes help us find those things that we need to work on. Looking at the next chapter, when I saw it unbecome, in my mind, I thought, okay, there's something that I must unlearn in order to get to where I want to go. And then you talk about this seed. Is there a connection between unlearning and allowing that seed to be planted in the ground and grow? Yes. One of the biggest things that I wanted to focus on was that isolation period. When we put seeds in the ground, they're, they're covered and it's buried and you go through a period to where you're alone. You cannot allow anyone else to go through that process. No one else can uh, break or, or make decisions for you. And when we're alone, that's the worst place where we're so focused on why no one's here. I know I've been that person to where I always someone can call me and I go running. I don't care what my needs are. I'm right there. But then when I call, it seems as if no one's there. But that's that isolation period where God wants to work with you and God wants to process some things in you. And he wants to take some things and, and make you into a better person. So we have to unbecome our present state to get to that future state so we can know what God has for us. And it goes hand in hand with one of the quotes you have in your book. You will never fulfill your purpose if you stay in your shell. You'll never fulfill your purpose if you stay in your shell. And some people are a hard nut to crack and they don't come out. I mean, what are some of the things that you can say to people to help them come out of their shell to realize their God-given gifts and talents? If you're in a comfortable place, if you're in a comfortable place, then you're not fulfilling your purpose. If you're if you're content with where you are, I think uh, there's more and there needs to be a pushing to get you out of that comfort zone. 
Um, that was the thing that has been my motto this year, even last year, getting to a place of discomfort so that I can uh, get get more out. Um, a lot of the times the pain comes because we needed to know how strong we were. We needed to know uh, the, the strength and the patience and endurance that we have to be able to handle those things. And if it had not been for the trials, the disappointments, that we would never know how strong or, or who we are as a person. You're an author, and so you've written a book. What is one book that you've read that really influenced and changed your mindset? I read so many books. Um, I read so many books. I would have to say uh, Joel Osteen wrote a book, and it said, Get Out the Negative Thinking. And in the book, it was talking about, let's say we're 100%, our bodies take 100% capacity. But if you're negative thinking, you're always negative about everything. So you're 95% negative. You only have about 5% left for what for, for God to fill, to, to fill you. So until we begin to start taking out our negative things and finding a way to turn it into a positive, we'll never be able to uh, have any good or experience any joy, any peace, you only have 5%. And then if we know our phones, if we're on 5%, we can't do anything on a 5% phone. So <laughs> you're trying to go find some way to charge it. You're trying to go find X anybody. You got to charge it because you want your phone to operate at a higher capacity. So I think that was the book that, that made me, that, that it had a huge impact in my life. How can my listening audience obtain a copy of your book and find out more about you? It is available on Amazon, or you can look me up on Facebook, Keisha Conyers, as well as on Instagram. You know, yeah, I'm going to get a little churchy on you real quick, a little churchy <laughs> on you. You know, we love to go and get a word from the prophet. And so we get a word and then we wait and we wait and we wait and we're waiting on that thing that was prophesied. So there, there is, you know, the word from God and then there's the ultimate delivery of that. But there's that period in between where you're going through. And I believe you talk about that in your chapter called The Process. And in sports, we hear a lot of coaches say, trust the process, trust mm -hmm. the process. Why is it so difficult for us to go through things and trust the process to get to where God wants us to be. We want that microwave blessing. We don't want to wait. We want it quick. You know, when you're hungry, you want something quick that you can get your hands on. But the process, there's something along the way that you need. So without the process, we're missing things. Um, when you uh, warm your food up, if you, do a quick warm it may be still cold in the middle so you're missing something that you're going to need more time so that you can get more heat to that food you gotta let it sit for a little while so i think the process is necessary because there's something along the way that you need to, to end that next level and that next step and that next test if you if you violate your process if you if you go around your process you're going to miss something that you need in your next level Wow. You know, uh, one of my friends, uh, great late deacon, he told me one time, he said, you know, if the elevator to success 
it's crowded. You know, we want to go straight. He said, take the stairs. Just take it one <laughs> step at a time. It may take you a little bit longer, but you will get there. If you go through the process and, and get everything that's meant for it, when you get to the end, I do believe you will be better because you have accomplished everything and you have acquired all of the things that you need in order to do what God has called you to do. What is one thing that you would say to young women today in the face of everything that they see with all this new technology and having to look this way, having to look that way, having to post and posting here and all of that, um, helping, you know, they feel that they have to do it to be seen or their self-esteem or their self, their self-image, their, their self-worth. What would you say to young women today to inspire them to say, maybe that's not all that's needed? Oh, most definitely. I talk to women all the time. I get phone calls and they try to compare themselves to something else or someone else. And I tell them they're not a part of your, your, your puzzle. They're not a part of who you are. When you try to fit someone else in their lifestyle, you never know what they're dealing with behind closed doors. So you have to figure out who you are and be comfortable until you can face yourself and face your issues. Then you'll be able to be able to be comfortable with who you are and uh, be happy with who you are as you are. What prompted your interest and love for technology and information systems? I think being able to create something. Um, I just wanted to be able to to be free and and um, being free to to be creative, being free to not be limited to a box. Um, just being able to resolve problems. I think um, once I got my hands onto that computer and the the world to be able to create certain certain things, it just it just captured my attention. What's next for Keisha? What's next? I want to build a legacy. I want to leave something to where I can instill in others the things I have learned, the things that the pain I've gone through to help someone else bring them through and not be stuck in it, to not want to give up. I want to be able to make an impact and uh, help someone else along the way. When it's all said and done, it's all over for Keisha. What would you like for people to say about you? That she was always in raw form. There was nothing that she hid. She was an open book. Um, she was always honest and uh, she was most definitely a good friend. A good friend. Embrace yourself. What comes to my mind is, you know, sometimes you just got to encourage yourself. So what's the whole premise behind this chapter, chapter five of embracing yourself? By the time I got to chapter five, I began to be comfortable with uh, the pains, the struggles and the joys as well. When I realized that my pain was necessary, it was something that I needed to be able to embrace those things that God has for me and just be comfortable in what I saw with what I saw in the mirror. Once you get to that place and realize that what you need is in you, um, your joys, your pains, your struggles. It was all needed. So you have to embrace those things and not be um, uncomfortable with it. It's something that you needed to be able to grow as a person, to be able to accomplish and be able to just move forward in life.
You're listening to Mr. Speaker Speaks, and my guest today is Keisha Conyers, author, educator, entrepreneur. Let's talk about the entrepreneur side of things. Tell us about <laughs> your business and what it's all about. Yes, I am owner, founder, and visionary for Kimon Consulting. I have been public for about five years. I have about 15 years experience doing the work. I have been helping family and other businesses, small businesses, push their vision. And I saw that it was very beneficial to them. So I decided to take it public. Um, I have over 10 years with state of Florida uh, governmental agencies and saw that I was also able to push their vision. So I wanted to go out on my own and begin to help other small businesses as well. So when it comes to services, what do you actually provide? So I have been providing services to small businesses to where what their vision, I take their vision and I help them push it to fruition. A lot of the times they have uh, ideas and they don't know where to start or they don't have the tools or resources. I've done graphics. I've done entertainment industry. I've helped uh, music producers release their first CDs. I've also helped authors, other authors release their first books. And I've helped other financial agencies to be able to budget and to be able to push their uh, finances through their operations. After reading your book, well, first of all, first, who is the target audience for this book? What's the age range, demographics? I wanted to reach out to the millennials we are responsible for our generation. You, uh, as I said, are the answer to someone in your generation. And I also wanted to look at teenage girls as well, because I know that's that area to where they start to form their identities. So once they get to overcome and realize who they are as early on, then they won't experience the struggles as they get older that I experienced. So I wanted to be able to impact and uh, meet them where they are so that they can uh, grow to be great women. What's one thing that you would share from your life as in uh, what we would consider a mistake or a challenge or an obstacle that I wish I would have known better, I would have done better, something that you can share with um, the listening audience today. Say, hey, I went through this. You don't have to go through it. Is there something you can share? Yes, I would say I was a reserved person and I was a person that held my thoughts in. I didn't like to, uh, I wasn't comfortable with myself at that time. I was not a person that was outspoken because I wanted to, I wanted everyone to like me. I wanted everyone to accept me, you know, as I was as a person. And I think once you get to a place to where you stop trying to please people, I think that's when they'll be able to have that freedom to be themselves and to be able to understand who they are. It's okay to not agree with someone else. It's okay to have your own opinion and to be able to be stand, uh, to, to stand confident in that, in, in your voice. At the completion of your book, reading your book, someone sits down and they get to the end. If there was just one thing out of all the things that you have in that book, which is a lot. I mean, going from start to finish, what is the one takeaway that you desire for the reader? 
I want them to be encouraged to be able to fulfill their visions and their desires, no matter what someone else is working on. There's still something inside of you that you have a purpose to fulfill. Um, don't let anyone else discourage you, even if you have to go do it by yourself, that there are some things in you that cannot be duplicated. So you have to go out and accomplish that very thing that's inside of you. You keep keep saying that word. It can't be duplicated. You're going to make me go to my fraternity and say something, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, we alpha men say, you know, originators, not the yes. duplicate. <laughs> yes. often imitated, but never <laughs> duplicated with the original. Um, my final question for you today, Akisha, and it's truly been a wonderful interview and a pleasure talking to you. What matters most to Keisha? Oh, man, family, <laughs> family. Um, I don't know. You just family, the love, the, the, the companion. If anyone's like my family, we, we crack jokes on each other. We, you know, we have that camaraderie to where we can we can have that open conversation and uh, just be able to still have that closeness in the end. The closeness in the end. Any final words? I'll give you the last word today. That was my last question. Anything you want to say about your book, book signing, where to get it? The floor is yours, Keisha. Uh, thank you for the opportunity for being on this platform. But just wanted to uh, be able to share my uh, story with someone and wanted to encourage someone else if they have a story to get that story out on paper. Um, there's something inside of you that you have to release is necessary for someone else and don't be afraid to tell your story all right and if you're listening you want to tell your story this is the place on mr speaker speaks keisha it's truly been a pleasure having you here to learn all about your book it's my dna and listening audience please go out to amazon get a copy check her out on facebook on instagram she's out there on social media reach out Get a copy of the book, read it. I'm sure you will be blessed. Just want to let everybody know, you've been listening to Mr. Speaker Speaks. You know, it's the show that inspires, challenges, and informs. It's real talk from real people about real things. And you know, I always say, life is all about purpose. And the question becomes, do you know yours? Remember, in all that you do, be magnificent. And until next time, be good, be blessed, but most of all, be a blessing to someone.